0: Yeah Mm-hmm Yeah, well, we're now Yeah, I know, he's gonna do the intro Don't worry about it, it's fine See, it sounds, it sounds good, it sounds pretty good It sounds all right Hey, everybody Hey, everybody Hey, everybody Party! Is he done? Can you tell? Can you ask? Hold on. Can you? I'm gonna just stop and make sure you stop. Okay, is he done? it. just can we just turn it down? Okay, is it? Is it there? It's getting quieter. It's great. Hey everyone, welcome to live to tape with Johnny Pemberton here on the Feral Audio Network. Thanks you for thanks you for being here. We're glad we finally made it. (laughs) It's Discovery Channel. It's everything you've ever wanted it to be at the same time. Okay, well, I guess here's some music now. They they've put this in here. This is a Yeah. I'm not sure what to do right now with this. Should I turn it down? And loop it? I'm talking about you, baby. I'm going to turn it down. Thinking about you. Okay. Great, there we go. That's a manageable listening level behind my voice. This is Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. Here we are, live to tape. Tape, if I mean a solid state, hard drive designed and built by people who've maybe never even seen a tape. Or probably people they are aware of it existing, but only in sort of a, you know. well, Well, let's really get into that aspect of things. Thank you for being here today. It's been a little bit, it's been a little bit, bit, it's been a little bit of while. It's a little, there's been a little bit of bile. It's been a little while because of all sorts of things. This song, let let me just tell you about this song in the background. This is a band called Witch. They're an African band. And this is a song called Chance. I believe this is off of their first album, known as introduction, or maybe it's self-titled or something. Either way, it's, <laughs> either way, you're going to like it, and you're gonna you're liking it right now, and you're probably wondering, what is that? It's that. It's witch, baby. It's a little bit confrontational to my voice, but it's okay. We'll just let it ride out a bit. Maybe I'll turn it down all the way. Just maybe I'll turn it back up a little bit more. What do you think? It's so good. It's, I, feel, I feel weird talking over it. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rectify this. See, I want you to give me a second chance. Let's give me a second chance. to chance to plant. This is a wonderful time to be here right now. Uh, I'd like to encourage you to rate... And review and subscribe to the podcast. To rate it, you go to iTunes or whatever format, whatever program, whatever functional machine construct it is you use to consume this and you put a rating on it. I think it's usually a number of stars, probably five out of five is an acceptable number or whatever you want, but... It's your it's your lifestyle to uh, decide which what to do to that uh, review is a thing where you put in a, in a into a text field you add words that would describe your feelings about what you like to listen to and this podcast obviously is at the top of that because you're here right now and you know this is a rarefied audio product that you can't get anyplace else that features music. Interviews, conversations, comedy, lacerations, dump trucks, downstairs, sandboxes, wish holes, cancer kids, uh, thumbs up, plaster, plaster of Paris, stucco, uh, rococo, um, inward reflections and outward sunshine expounding bounders. We've got flipped over dump trucks. I think I already said that. I already say that. <laughs> did i already say that either way you've got all these things here for you you know you love it you know you need you know you want more pieces of it in your life and when you rate and review and subscribe subscribe's the thing that makes sure anytime one of these fucking things is finished and ready and uploaded and available you just get like a little thing like
1: hey 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 hey, there! hey! Hey there, it's me, your subscription. Did you know that I'm ready to be, you you can get out your little blanket and put on those shoes you bought from that Norwegian catalog and just get all snuggled in. Slide on those felt shoes. There's actually a type of wool that's been compressed. It's not regular felt, it's not cotton felt, that's some wool felt that you bought from a Norwegian catalog company. It's compressed. You slide it on, and you pull up your blanket, and then you get into your car and drive it into that cul-de-sac where no one lives except for the trees that you love, that you grew from an ancient day, generations before you. But you still have that connection to them for every reason because your papa and your mama told you what for and said. But these are your trees, and you come from these trees, and they'll be here They've been here before you was and will be here long after. And for that, they deserve reverence. So you pull on in there with your blanket and your special slippers you got from that catalog from Norway. Or maybe it was Sweden. Because when it comes down to it, if you're not from one of those places, the differences between them are kind of not that goddamn important. Are they? Maybe Denmark, maybe Finland. Poor old Finland gets forgotten about all the time. But they're significantly different than I believe that
2: Sweden and Norway are. But it doesn't matter again at this juncture. You're just sitting in that crown of trees that have been here before you and will
1: be here after you. You're plunking into this delicious audio product. You brought those speakers down from the store and set them up outside and invited your friends to meet you at a proscribed time to have a little, little, little uh, cul-de-sac party maybe you're going to start it off by yourself and listen to this episode and then once they get there you're going to turn the juice on and let it rip because you've got this in you like a bloodstream pump house made of a witch's houses made of witches' intentions and it's a good witch it's the good witch with the blue sparkling eye who comes down upon nigh, nice snow-covered mountain majesty and tells you how much love means to you so you got to shine that light out for the trees for the witches for jesus's daddy and you do that and all because of that you sit down there you plunk into your podcast mainframe and you rate your review and you subscribe
0: Just go ahead it's so easy there you go you did that and that helps me out so much me johnny pemberton who's on twitter and all sorts of social media like instagram sometimes and you check out those social medias and you see where i'm going to be live when I'm going to be there. Right now, I'm in South Africa. I'm still in South Africa. I know this is probably incredibly interesting. I say that sarcastically because I don't think there's anything inherently interesting about being someplace else unless you have something to convey about it, unless you, unless you learn something and suck it in and blast it out through the, uh, the, the knowledge, not the knowledge, not the knowledge, but the, uh, the wisdom filter, right? Wisdom beats knowledge, doesn't it? I say it does. And I'm always right. (laughs) So do that. Thank you so much for rating, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast. And the big thing also that I didn't get back before to you to tell you about was that we would love it, all of us here at Feral Audio, the whole gang, the whole group, the whole schmach, which is a word I just learned. like it if you went to the Feral Audio website and purchased things that you use in your life through our amazon.com portal it's a real thing we get the more it's like a it's like a train really where obviously um, if it helps, if you push on the train to make it go faster. But the more people who do more pushing on the train, the faster it goes. It's this weird sort of algorithmic coefficient. Maybe it's not algorithm. Maybe it's maybe it's not algebra. Maybe it's like a, uh, a calculus. It's some sort of an equation that uh, that allows for the more people shop for goods using our Amazon portal and the more that they spend on that Amazon portal the more that we get back to us it's just like a it's just like a 1% game here but we all know from seeing movies that's where you make it that's how you do it and that's what we need to keep going to keep this train, this beautiful sound train that's going to break its own sound barrier. How cool will that be when the sound barrier breaks itself? We're all going to be undone like a pile of string on the couch, and it's going to be a sweet, lovely, and just an, an epistrophe, an epistrophe, however you want to say it.
2: So, please shop. Shop online at Amazon, please shop online at Amazon for the things that you need, for the things that you want. When you do that, go through the Faro Audio Portal to acquire those things that you need, that you want. That gives us a little kickback. It's a one-person game, if you can understand that. I don't have any words for you. You have to know this. Right now, you're getting this podcast for free. How does that feel? Do you know how much time I spend on this thing to make it something that's a premium product? Not just some slapdash, haberdash, ass-crashing blast-stash. It's not that. This is a premium audio product. And I've always given it to you for goddamn free. Free means zero money down, zero money later, zero money in the present. So all you have to do is just do daddy a little goddamn favor and spend some of your money on this Feral Audio thing, because currently, this is not a donation network as it is set up right now. I know it used to be that way, I know a lot of you are asking about that, saying, how do I just make a donation to the podcast? Well, we don't have that framework in place currently. And here's the deal since johnny's still in goddamn south africa not that it's a goddamn place he's just goddamn there it's a good place full of good people with all kinds of good things they've got great eggs great dairy products and great chicken and the views are spectacular even though views are for dummies who gives a fuck about a view right it's the journey it's not the it's not the outlook it's when you climb up there and you look down upon it because you deserve that view because you've gained it using your body. All that being said, this is a free product. So help support. And if you don't shop on Amazon for any any number of reasons that are perfectly reasonable, I understand that. I understand you don't like convenience. You don't like it for whatever reason. But either way, feel somewhat bad for... For listening is for free, but it's okay okay it's okay it's gonna be okay it's okay to feel bad does that make sense to you the email for the podcast is ugh, the email for the podcast is live to tape podcast at gmail dot com i believe that's all the words that you'd use to spell it out l i v e t o t a p e p o d C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Please send me any type of music you have or anything else you feel would be pertinent to what's going on here. And now I'm gonna get into it. I'm gonna send you back over to Johnny now that I've said all these things you need to understand, okay? Okay. Do you understand it now? Do you, get, do you get it?
1: Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Do you get it?
0: Gets it? Get get off his case down. He understands. He gets it. Let him be, okay? He didn't know you weren't supposed to say that, okay? You I know, let him? Let him be. He's gonna go outside. He's gonna go to work and just get on his biscuits and crackling on those little wheat shafts and cutting them down with that blunt tip he's got working for him. He didn't know about what you told him, but now he all knows. spent 14 minutes explaining about all sorts of things. Now he knows what you mean,
1: okay? Let him be. Well, if that's the case, then I got a gym dog that's hanging out harder than anybody's ever seen, okay? See, that's all I needed
0: to hear. Great. Okay. Uh, now um, we're going to play a little bit, rest of that, little rest of that song here. I know I haven't, sorry, I haven't really explained anything about this whole South Africa thing, but I'll say it again in case you didn't hear the last episode. I'm in South Africa. It's a country. I'm in the city of Cape Town, South Africa. Uh, I'm here making a film for a major. <laughs> a major. Anytime you say that word major, what a dumb thing to say. I guess, I don't, I don't know why I said that. It's for a movie, a place that makes movies. It's called a movie studio. They're making a film that'll be out about a year from now. A year from now, that is March... 2018, but right now it's not out because we're here making it. Me and a bunch of other really cool, interesting people, and one of them who uh, who was here making this, this film with me is a man named Connor McVicker, and he's on the podcast today. And you're going to hear an interview with him. Interest, a, a very interesting guy who I have spent a lot of time with and continue to spend a lot of time with. This was recorded about... This interview was recorded about maybe a week or two ago. I'm not quite sure, but uh, either way, it's not. It was not. A, it's not a super current interview. But I don't think that really matters. I don't think there's anything that we talked about that's especially timely, other than the time we reference how long we've been here. And now at current, I think I've been in South Africa for, for going on about five weeks. So it's definitely. Uh, it's. I've gotten used to. I think what I can get used to. And the things that I can't get used to are just more reason to uh, be happy to go home, back to good old America. America. One observation I'll say before I blast us into the interview is that um, people say a lot of things about Trump. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever said. But either way, yeah, I mean, he's he's... He's all sort of things, right? He's all sort of things, if and all sort of ways. And there's all, a lot of a lot of worrying going on about America and what he's gonna do to the country and how he's gonna change it. But I gotta say, from my viewpoint here in South Africa, the things that I miss about America, about the United States, God help him, he can't change those things. There's nothing he could possibly do. To, I mean, maybe, maybe there's something he could do. But there's nothing short of getting it annihilated, getting the country of the United States annihilated by nuclear weapons. that that Trump could do to destroy the things that are great about it. And I think that's just a thing where I just want to say that because I think people will get really worried about stuff a lot. But when you look, when you stand back and look at it, that the place that we live, we are. I guess we're all so scared and defensive because we love it so much, but. I really think that the things that are the best are unchangeable. What are those things? <laughs> I don't. You'll have to guess. You're just gonna have to guess. So I'm not gonna tell you because then I'm gonna get a bunch of riffraff about it. Also, I'm not really sure what those things are exactly. But it's it's a lot of a, a lot of sort of things that I, a lot of fourth of things I can't really put my finger on, or I can't put my finger in, or I can't touch. I just get
1: sort of just like a it's like a thing you it's like a thing you get when you know and you know what you know you know what you do when you how and you know what you do in your and you did do, do, do the thing that you could you try it as best as you can but you still can't find that. Plates with a can, the trash can's in your hand So dump out the trash and put out the trash And take it out in the bag And come on downstairs and ask for a rag And clean up all your mess Wipe the floor and wipe your chest Don't ask me any more questions Cause I'm gonna do no answers If you don't ask me no questions I won't tell you no one.
0: keep The microphone like, this close, close? um, wow. yeah. You want to keep it pretty close for the most part. You want to keep it pretty close. So, I'll move my chair here. Ugh. Hello, Connor McVicker. Hi, how are you? Good, cool. This is a podcast, everybody, you're listening to uh, uh, a special not live to tape, live to tape with my friend Connor McVicker. Are we friends? We are friends. Um, Connor is an actor. I guess so. No, I, you are an actor. What do you mean you guess so? Connor's an actor and he and I are in the same movie right now shooting in glorious Cape Town, South Africa. But I just feel like to to say you're an actor is pretentious. Well, what's pretentious about saying you're an actor?
3: I don't know. Just because I feel like a lot of actors are pretentious.
0: Yeah, but if you're aware of pretentious, pretension, I think it's harder to be pretentious. Also, if you were to say you're not an actor, you would be lying. I guess so. But What do you mean, I, I guess so? It's are, true. Are yeah. actors liars, though? I don't think so, no. I think the opposite, actually. I think... Are you covering your face now? <laughs> you can do that if you want to. You make care. me nervous. Okay, I won't look at you. You can cover... Your, you're welcome to cover your face if you feel like more comfortable talking. Mm-hmm. This is Connor's first podcast, everybody, which is... Uh, it's cool, you know? That's a cool thing. Do you want to tell people how old you are? Um, I'm 20. You're 20 years old, right?
3: I turned 20 on the airplane.
0: You did. Connor and I were sitting next to each other on a flight from Dubai to... Cape Town on a, in business class of Emirates Airlines, a very nice place to be. And Connor sat to the right of me and by turned, the window. <laughs> turned 20 years old on an on an airline. No, I think first I asked. I said, "You look really
3: familiar." You did. You said that. And then I think you thought that I just recognized you from TV.
0: I kind of thought that, but I also didn't know. I wasn't really thinking a whole lot about that situation. I was sort of just... I thought that could be the case, but then I realized, oh, wait. There's, just, there's probably other people traveling for the film because you said that pretty much right away.
3: Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I didn't want you to think that I was just going to bother you the whole time.
0: Right, and you didn't. <laughs> right. So Connor and I were working on this film together, and Connor's... Uh, it's like, well, we're just going to talk. We're just talking now. Okay. But you you have acted and stuff. You're a young actor, but you're not a new, necessarily a new actor, are you? Sort of. Sort of. You sort of knew. Yeah, I guess, I guess so.
3: This is like my fourth project, but like only like my second, like decent sized role.
0: Okay. I but guess. You know, I didn't even start acting professionally until I was a few years older than you. Oh. So that's good. You got me beat. You got me beat in terms of things done for age done. Let's talk about
3: Lars von Trier.
0: Yeah, Connor (laughs) McVicker. Would you say you're the number one Lars von Trier fan? I think so. That's a pretty cool place to be, right? The number one. The the number one one Lars Lars von von Trier fan
3: in America. You think you are, really? No, I'm sure there's one other.
0: Well, I guess he's not the kind of guy who makes himself too amenable to fans.
3: I like Lars von Trier a lot. I know you do. And also this morning I was watching this video Mm -hmm. and it was like a side-by-side like split frame and on one side was Stanley Kubrick's, like Mm. some clips from Stanley Kubrick's movies and on the other side was uh, this guy, I don't know how to say his name really, Andre Tarkovsky. Oh, A-N-D-R-E-I, and then Tarkovsky. But I don't know what the video is about. He's a filmmaker, though, or no? He is. And I recognize the name because I remember reading, or Lars von Trier dedicated one of his movies to him.
0: You're not thinking about Jodorowsky, are you? No,
3: Tarkovsky, I think.
0: Got it. I don't think I know Tarkovsky.
3: So I was intrigued because I knew that Lars von Trier likes him. Hmm. So then, also the clips in this video were really cool, too. Is he a current filmmaker?
0: He's dead. He's dead, okay. He's 32 to 86, I think. 1932? Yeah. Wow, that's a cool time to be alive. He died in...
3: So he's like 54, I think. So have you seen any of his movies? No, but I want to. He's only done seven feature films.
0: That's a lot, though. I say it's more than I've done. By
3: like <laughs> over 50 years? Yeah. Then, 60 years. Which well, I kind of cool. like, because it feels more... Like plausible to watch all of them In yeah. a sort of short period of time
0: That's true I would like to watch some of those now
3: I want to add all of them to my collection Even though I know nothing about them
0: Have you seen all oh, What's this, uh, Which Lars von Trier movie have you seen the most? Uh, Dancer in the Dark That's your favorite It's your favorite and my least favorite But yeah. also I haven't seen all of his movies I've only seen The first one I saw was Breaking the Waves Which is still probably my favorite I saw Dance in the Dark in college with my friends who forced it down my fucking throat. That's probably why I don't like it. Also, I don't like Bjork that much. But that's a different story. I also don't like musicals. I'm not a fan of musicals. That's probably why I don't like it. I don't like musicals, really. I hate musicals, though. Yeah. Well, that's what people say who like them but just, like, have good taste. (laughs) I like... I don't think it's bad to like musicals. I'm not saying... I really don't think it is. I just don't... They're not for me.
3: The Lars von Trier movies I've seen are... I'll start not in the order that i watched them. How about the order you watched them? I don't know if i know that. I you, I well, if, how about we will do think, okay. like by the year? Yep. And then we'll I'll try and remember the order i watched them. You haven't seen them all? No.
0: Oh. Okay. Cuz there's some
3: early Lars von Trier from like the late 80s, hard to like get? mid 80s that i haven't seen. Um how, why haven't you seen them? Just because i've seen like one of them. So okay. the first Lars von Trier movie like by the year that I've seen, is The Element of Crime. Okay. And I think that's 87 or 84. Got it. And I don't love that movie. Right. It's not, like, the Lars von Trier that I love. But it's, like, the visuals are really cool. Right. And then... Is that a Dogma 95 movie? No, because I don't think Dogma 95 was to, like, the late 90s or something. Got it. For listeners who
0: like, don't know, Dogma 95 is a style of filmmaking invented... Partially by large Trier, right? correct? I think so. I think so. Which has a set of rules, about ten rules, that basically say it's essentially like you're making a documentary, um, but you're making a, a narrative film. So it limits what you can do as far as lighting and sound. Yeah,
3: I think you can only have like natural lighting. Mm-hmm. And the music has to be like l- it has end, to be source
0: music, diegetic.
3: Like, I think it has to be like, in the scene, it can't be added later on.
0: Right. That's why he does that stuff. We have those interludes where it's playing. And then yeah, I don't
3: think like, I think one of the rules, maybe it's not, is like the director can't have their name. Oh. Like. End,
0: Prominently featured or something? Or something
3: or? like in the credits, like the opening credits or something. Wow. But Lars von Trier, actually, I don't. I think he's either only made one Dogma, like certified Dogma ninety five, maybe, right. or it wasn't even. I don't even know if it was Dogma ninety
0: five. But uh, Dogma ninety five is one of those things where it's not like a, it's not like an environmental protection agency where there's some certification process.
3: But I just don't think he's ever yeah. followed like all ten rules to. make I think it. they're ridiculous. All the rules. But I just think it's weird if he, like, created it himself, but doesn't follow but it.
0: But he created it with some people, I think. It wasn't just him, was oh, it? Oh, okay.
3: I don't know. But yeah, I think I the think one film of his that, like, comes close is The Idiots, which I haven't seen. I have I not seen it
0: either. You. I want to see it's it It's hard too. to find. Cause I Without
3: th- an all-region player, which I want to get one.
0: Isn't there some sort of controversy with that movie in terms of the actors he used?
3: Um, I don't know a whole lot about that movie, but there's a lot of nudity in the movie, and it's what I do know. I think is it's a group of adults who all decide. I think yeah, I think they like decide to live everyday life, mm-hmm. like they have like a mental disability. Okay. Or it's either that or they do, but I think it is. I
0: think some of them, well, I I don't remember, but I've seen clips
3: from the movie and they all seem like they have like, like a mentally
0: mental disabilities. yeah. Yeah.
3: And, and I think, and there's a ton of like, I think sex and like nudity in it. Got it. Like I remember there's like a ton of, of like full frontal and stuff. I think. I want to see that movie though. Yeah. It seems very appealing to me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um so then The Element of Crime was the f- like the first the earliest Lars von Trier mm-hmm. movie I've seen. And then the next one is Breaking the Waves mm-hmm. and then Dancer in the Dark and then Dogville and then Antichrist and then Melancholia and then both of the Nymphomaniacs.
0: There's two Nymphomaniacs.
3: Nymphomaniac Part One and then Part Two. Oh, I watched the director's cut. Damn.
0: It's like a total of five hours. Damn. I'll never get those back. <laughs> They're a great five hours though. So now, do you remember which one you watched first?
3: Yes, it was Breaking the Waves.
0: And then what was the second
3: one? Dancer in the Dark.
0: And third one. Melancholia. Okay, the rest don't matter. Why? Well, I don't know. You want to say them? Go ahead. If you I think
3: the fourth one was. The Nymphomaniacs, mm-hmm. and then Dogville, and then Element of Crime was last. Cool. I want to, s- I want to see all of his movies though. He's yeah. doing a new movie with Riley Keough,
0: and I like Riley
3: Who's Keough. Who's Riley a lot. Keough? She's uh, Elvis Presley's granddaughter.
0: All right. So you have a lot of sort of, I would call them semi obsessions with certain youthful actors,
3: mainly like actresses. Actually.
0: I, like. I guess. I I'm, I guess I was being PC just now by saying. What's that, that mean? Politically correct. A oh. lot of people now they say actor when they, they oh, for use both actor genders? for both genders, but yeah. something wrong I with think, saying actress. I think that's fine. I don't know why. I don't know why I do that. I guess, but sometimes as as I do that. It's a stupid mm. thing. It's a stupid thing. I think that I do sometimes. Just oh. well, be aware of that.
3: Mm, I compare myself a lot to, like, to younger male actors, and oh, yeah. I feel really insecure a lot about it. But I like to just follow careers of, like, up-and-comers. And I've done that since I was, like, 14. And it started with uh, one of my favorites. Her name is
0: Sersha Ronan. Right. We've heard about, I've, I've, <laughs> listeners, Connor and I have spent a great deal of time together before this point that you are listening to being recorded right now. Almost a month, on Monday. God, it's such a fucking long time. I can't believe it. Mm. Yeah, we've been here for, like, a month. It doesn't feel that long. Does it feel that long to you? uh a little bit and no and yes yeah no and yes to me i thought i would have more i thought i'd have like more stuff going on with this this little apartment room i have here in the hotel i thought i'd have like some posters i thought i'd have more of a more of um a rhythm in terms of what i was eating in terms of being less less feeling less like like pissed off by not having certain things but i haven't I've still been stringing along, like trying to not eat all the stuff I brought because I brought like a twelve pack of Pro bars. <laughs> I didn't, I haven't eaten them all yet. And you have a bunch of empty water bottles. I on do. The I drink floor. a shitload of water to recycle. Yeah. Well, I don't know because I don't get the trash can's so small. Yeah. If you notice that, what are some things you've noticed about South Africa that you're kind of like, this is weird? Like they, small things. They drive on the left side of the road. That's true. Um. And
3: whenever I order stuff, mm-hmm. like at a restaurant, like I feel really picky about what I like. Right. So if I order something special, they always like repeat it back to me correctly and confirm it. And then they never follow <laughs> through with it. They have one time, right? At some places they have. Yeah, I
0: think Loading Bay pretty does, does a pretty good job. Yeah, they do. But Loading then a lot of them don't. Yeah, a lot of them don't. Most places, service is to be desired,
3: yeah, and they're also kind
0: of like slow
3: paced, sort of like they. Yeah, the food
0: usually takes about twice as long as. And then it more takes forever okay. for
3: them to like give you your check. At loading bay the other day, I had to ask like four times. Are for you the serious? Check. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah, I don't have that problem. They load, they load they load my check in pretty quickly for me. They load it up.
3: Johnny almost every day says he's gonna go load up at the bay.
0: Almost every day, loading bay is a is a very. Um, it's a, a what I would call a yuppie restaurant. What's oh, it's yuppie, like it's yuppie, young, the old young professional, young urban professional. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it is, it is yuppie as shit, but it's really good, and I don't really have. That <laughs> 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 you just heard what was Connor's slurping sound. does that mean you're happy, or what does it mean? I don't know. It means you're content. Maybe. What, what does it mean? That means something, right? You don't do it all the time.
3: Not all the time. I've actually only been doing it since I've been here.
0: Okay. So that's a new thing, slurping. Mm hmm. But you're not slurping, actually. You're just making the sound. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Slurping. Oh, but anyway, so Sersha.
0: Right, Sersha. When
3: I was 14, uh, no, actually, I was like 12. And the right. movie. The Lovely Bones came out,
0: which I and haven't seen, so I don't
3: know how, what to say. Directed about by Peter Jackson, uh, based off the novel by Alice Siebold. Okay. And I I know the movie got kind of kind of negative reviews, mm. but Saoirse's performance was praised by the critics.
0: Oh my God, you sound like you sound you sound like a little bit like Connor, and I'm not saying I'm not trying to liken you this. You sound a little bit like. When that guy from American Psycho is talking about Huey Lewis in the news, remember that part? No, you haven't seen that movie. I've seen American Psycho a couple of times. Remember when he's murdering that girl, maybe the first or second time, and he's putting—he's got Huey Lewis on blasting, and he's talking about the second album is was received by critics and has a sporty like that. He's saying those kind of things.
3: I think so. I'll have to watch it because he's basically. But I kind of re- know what you're talking. Well, he's
0: about. just regurgitating what he's read because he has no personality. Yeah, but. Not I'm not saying that about you, but you sound like that just now. you oh. recited that.
3: I was just remembering stuff from the Wikipedia page.
0: Okay, but yeah, it's, cl- it's very clear that's been been uh, recounted, not written by you.
3: Yeah, but I agree. Um, mm-hmm. But at the time, like I thought it was the best movie ever made. Like I thought it was a wow. masterpiece.
0: A masterpiece. And
3: but I just remember the trailer came on. And I was immediately intrigued by it. Like, I just, this is something I want to see. And then it came out, and I saw it, and I loved it. And -hmm. then one of my friends, she also liked it a great deal. And she saw it, like, four times, so we would see it together. And then I took my mom and my brothers to go and see it. Mm -hmm. And then... They liked it? They did. Um, One of my brothers... You were 16? What? You were 16 or 16? I was 12. 12? Yeah.
0: Wow, okay. I didn't realize how long ago that was. Yeah.
3: And then i didn't really have a computer at the time so i couldn't google Mm -hmm. a whole lot about it so then it kind of went to the back of my mind and like i Mm -hmm. forgot about it and stuff for a while and then when i was 13 so like a year Mm -hmm. later maybe i was sitting in the, the movie theater with my mom and my dad and this preview comes on for the movie Hannah, mm-hmm. and I was immediately intrigued by it, and I was like, I want to see this. And uh, I've
0: it, seen that movie, and it's fucking great.
3: And Sersha is in the the trailer like the whole time because she's like, she's th- Hannah. Yeah, she's Hannah. Hannah. And I didn't recognize her at all. Like I had no clue. But then it, towards the end of the preview, her name pops up, and her name is spelled so strangely that right. like I was like, oh my gosh, it's her. Because she's Scandi, right? She's Irish. Oh, yeah, just as bad. She, uh, so her name popped up and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, of course I love this, mm-hmm. but I already loved it before I knew she was in it. Yeah, and I didn't even know it was her. And then after that, like, I had a laptop at that point, mm-hmm. so I would just Google everything I could. And uh, I, I, I feel like it sounds kind of dumb because that movie's not like, like a masterpiece people or like, like it
0: a lot, though. or like a lot an of old
3: people. movie or something. Yeah. Like, it's not super cool, but that like, movie's pretty fucking cool. In a way, like, Sergio is kind of, like, the gateway into, to like, other stuff for me. For you? Yeah. Why is that?
0: Because you saw Hannah, but then what?
3: Well, I, I kind of had always wanted to, to do acting ever since I was, like, nine. Okay. But well, when what, I was...
0: why when What happened when you were nine? So when I was
3: nine, like, my intentions for it were, were totally different. Than like right. what what they are now and like well, I, I didn't really like w- I didn't really know anything about it and I didn't really like it but okay. I, I I so so when I was a kid like I had watched like like kid shows a lot mm-hmm. like on on the Disney Channel and it mm-hmm. always seemed super appealing to me like but for dumb shows- reasons though you know like oh like what a cool life like. Like oh to be on like a, a set and doing this and blah blah yeah. but all I ever watched was like kid stuff like dumb stuff
0: like what tell me some names
3: uh-huh.
0: I probably won't even know because I'm we're, the age gap
3: I love the the sweet life of Zach and Cody okay. I'm aware of that the twins <laughs> they, they were my idols your idols I knew everything about them I can probably still recite some facts got it um and I just I like that a lot but then I was a really shy kid and I wasn't like outgoing so like and i i didn't like a so i i think when i was so then i just kind of forgot about it like it was just always like a like a, oh like that's what i'm gonna do but i never pursued it or, mm-hmm. or tried to do anything i just thought it was gonna happen and then i kind of like would just like forget about it every now and then and then when i was 11 so i was like in sixth grade and I asked my parents if I could take like a theater class. Mm-hmm. And there's like this community theater and uh I I I did like a couple months of it and I was such like a shy kid. Yeah. And I just remember I was like terrible, like the the lady like didn't like like <laughs> she, she said you were
0: bad when you were a child. But like the other kids 13? were the other How kids
3: were I was eleven. Yeah. But the other kids were like decent for like I guess. Like decent to good for right. like uh for like their age. Like they were like they weren't afraid to like hmm. be loud and right. and like they had sort of like a presence, I guess. Like like she I remember she really liked them a lot and like they would do these um these little these little like bulletins every week and like they would highlight a student and I just remember I wanted so to bad. be in one so bad. And you but never like were. There's only, like, eight people in the class, too. Wow. so I think there's only, like, two of us <laughs> who
0: never got yeah. it, and one was me. But I just,
3: what just remember... What a terrible thing,
0: though. What a dumb thing. It's so, it's so funny to me how often adults do things to kids that... To another adult, like, why are you doing that? Why are you fucking... There's, just, just, just teach them. You don't have to be, like, a contest...
3: And her kids, she had two kids, and they were also and like Ugh, the, this woman's terrible. and they were like the the stars of the group. Oh, or they're whatever. terrible.
0: What are they doing now? I don't know.
3: But I um, oh, fucking heroin addicts. They man. were they were <laughs> they were like the star of every little production they put on, and they only it was a super small place. They had like fifteen seats, twenty seats, or okay, whatever. Okay,
0: that's that's like a. You could fit more people in this room yeah
3: and but I remember so I only did it for a couple months because like my parents couldn't really afford it, right It wasn't that expensive though really but so I just remember like also like I would forget stuff a lot like one time we did a little play and like I forgot something and she just like screamed at me
0: you were 11 years old. She was really,
3: she could be really, like, feisty sometimes. Oh,
0: you should tell me after we record this what her name is and what the name of the place uh-huh. is, and I'll call her up uh, for the podcast, and I'll just say a bunch of weird shit and find her. Um, and then... Oh, people are terrible, man. So then,
3: like, I just, so I was, like, 11 then, and, like, I just kind of, like, knew, like, I wasn't, like, any good at this.
1: Mm-hmm
0: but it's still new you didn't just
3: think you like oh i know i'm not good at this i island. just like i just like obviously could tell like these other kids were like more Wow, when you're only 11 well sort of yeah so then like and then my parents like couldn't pay for it so we just like stopped mm-hmm. and then like in seventh grade like i just kind of like forgot about it
0: what age is that, is that like 13?
3: 12, 13 12 13 in seventh okay. grade Twelve yeah, twelve years old in seventh grade. I didn't really like I was in seventh grade, so like I didn't really think about the mm-hmm. future a whole lot. And I would just kinda forget about it. But then when I was that's when the Lovely Bones came out. Mm-hmm. And uh even at that point, like I didn't try and revisit it. I just really liked that movie a lot. Yeah. But then when I was in eighth grade, we we moved we moved and like I was at a new school and like I didn't have a whole lot of friends and like I that's when I, I saw the trailer for Hannah. And like, mm-hmm. that's when I would like Google a whole lot about movies and like about Saoirse and like, so I started by watching every movie that Saoirse had ever done. Right. And then I would, I would click on just like on Wikipedia, like I would look at everything and then I'd click on that movie and, and see the other actors in it. And then right. I'd click on their name and look at movies they had done. And I would just read about them. And if it sounded interesting, then I'd watch them. And then, so it just kind of got deeper and deeper. So at this point, I was going into like my first year of high school and I was like super like that's what I wanted to do just like be an actor. And I I felt like I had more knowledge of like what I liked and why I liked stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I uh was a freshman in high school and I I took like my theater class and and high school and like I I feel dumb saying this but just say
0: it. <laughs> Things,
3: things you feel dumb saying are always good. Cool, always cool. But, like, I would get, like, the, the, like, number one, like, outstanding, like, performer I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt, I very much so felt, like... In theater class. Confident in what, like, I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, like, I felt like I sort of had... I was a little bit more outgoing, sort of. Mm-hmm. And, like, I f- felt like I kind of came into a little bit more. But I still kind of, like... Came into yourself. Yeah, but I just like remember being like one of the like top students in the class, sort of.
0: Uh-huh. But but like I don't like to to. Uh, but I didn't say you're that not, about you're not myself. Like you're other just, people, you're just said saying that. something um, that made you feel good. That it was a true thing that happened.
3: And and then, but I also kind of like I didn't like the way like theater does stuff. Like, what do you mean? Like, very theatrical. Oh, so, there how, was, like, very much, so, like, they would, te- they wouldn't really teach, like, acting or anything. They were just, like, there's, like, high school theater, like, you would,
0: Yeah, they don't really teach that stuff. You, they didn't that.
3: teach, like, methods or performances or anything. No, like they just
0: sort of just, tell you to memorize your lines and to try to. Then like,
3: they would just, like, work on, like, school plays and stuff, and a lot of the stuff they did was musicals, and, like, yeah. I remember I made it my goal. I wanted to do as much stuff that year as I could, mm-hmm. but I couldn't sing at all, so, like, the big like thing of the year was a musical, and like I still went out for it, but I just got the role of a soldier. But that's we did like a- one straight play, but like the plays were always they weren't like real plays; they were just like dumb plays that she found. Like
0: what? Like
3: they weren't like like they weren't like, Beckett. They weren't like a sta- <laughs> they weren't like established plays. Like they were really cheesy. Like I I think there was this like online thing that like our teacher would use, where like she would buy a script or something. Oh, that's weird. And like it was just.
0: You guys didn't do our town.
3: No, we didn't do like we didn't do like established plays. Wow, or whatever. Not at
0: all like exists. for the
3: musicals, they would because yeah. that's what they would like put most of their effort into. So they would do like one musical and then like one like smaller. high school we're talking about, still. Yeah. Okay. And but I got the lead. This is in the me
0: bad bad memories. I remembered all the high school theater I did was just so. Oh. It's more funny to look back and think about that stuff and yeah. just how how differently I feel about it now than I did back then.
3: I got the lead and and like the straight play, but it was like kind of dumb
0: what it was, do you mean what was kind of dumb wasn't well, it.
3: it was called law and order fairy tale unit
0: this is funny shit <laughs> is this like fan fiction somebody wrote no it, it's like is it i don't silly? know
3: yeah it's dumb yeah, it
0: sounds silly it sounds like like what it sounds like but it
3: would take like fairy tale characters right? and then like with a law and order setup sort okay of. so that was like my my lead role time the shine and i remember it was like an ensemble cast. Okay. And then Connor was number one.
2: But, and
3: I remember I never liked to memorize my lines because mm-hmm. I liked to keep things fresh.
0: <laughs> and, and why, why, why'd you like to keep things fresh?
3: I just, I don't like rehearsing stuff. Okay. Cause I, but why? Well, I feel, I, I guess I'd say like with not counting like my sixth grade class I took for two months. I've right. never really had any training. Okay. So I just kind of feel like I go off my instinct and my mm-hmm. feelings and like how I feel. Right. And so I don't like to feel something too much before it's actually time to do it. Yeah. Because I, I like it to be as reflective of like a, a, like a real life scenario as possible. I like that
0: makes a lot of sense.
3: Um, But I don't know. Like I... So... I don't know. But, like, I just remember Mm -hmm. I would also like to put things into my own words. Mm -hmm. And uh, the other kids I know sometimes, like, they they would be thrown off by Mm -hmm. it. And I just remember there's this really sweet girl. She was really shy. Mm -hmm. But I I really liked her a lot because she was so eager to – she really – like, she really wanted – like, like, I feel like that's what she wanted to do. Is this she, is
0: in law and order fairy tales? Yeah, like, okay. she
3: wanted to be, like, an actress. And All I remember right. she had a really quiet voice, and, like, she, she liked to talk with me about, like, movies and stuff and, and actors. So
0: how old and are you at this point? 15? 14. 14? So this is freshman year.
3: Yeah, and I remember she was just so quiet and, and like, incredibly Same shy. Same age as you? Yeah, incredibly shy. And and I just remember she had, like, two lines in, in the play, and I accidentally, like like kind of like swept over them like what mm-hmm. like moved past it both of them yeah oh, and i no. felt so bad because but then i i i went back to her and and got her to save them
0: how'd you do that
3: just by just like i don't know organically yeah
0: that's cool which which uh, where in this was the where in the run of the play was this
3: like the middle
0: no, I mean like where, and how many? How many? How many uh, times did you put the play up? Like oh, you only do times? it like no, Five? just a weekend. Just so sort of like four times, three, two, yeah, two times. Uh huh. So which one was it? The first night or the second night or?
3: I think it was like the first night. Okay, so I just opening. remember like her mom came. She told me that.
0: Mm hmm. But
3: and then and then on so an night, Connor
0: does an organic improvisation.
3: But I, so I knew when I was my freshman year, mm-hmm. like that's all I wanted to do. I felt like sort of like, um, like, uh, like a, a, a talkative kid sort of like I I didn't have a ton. I had friends, but I never would, would do stuff with them. Like, I felt like I, I floated from like group to group and I felt like I could kind of like, uh, like just be friendly with like whatever group of person, but I never was like a part of a group. And, uh, I feel like part of that was just because I, I like knew what I wanted to at this point like I wanted to be done with high school like I,
0: Cause I you really had such a strong desire to be...
3: yeah and I was only fourteen and like I would I'd read as much as I can about like how people got started so I remember I used to send uh, like hard copy submissions to agents in l a with like a cover letter mm-hmm. and like I had barely had anything <laughs> on my resume right? <laughs> and I remember like Two of the ones I sent them to were, was Dakota Fanning's agent at the time, which was Osbrink. And because they they were like a a youth agency. And, uh, I mean, obviously like I never heard responses from them. Um, but, but I would do stuff like that. And then I found out that there was like one legit, like a local agency Mm -hmm. that had only been there. This is in Louisville. Louisville. And Louisville, Oval, Kentucky, Kentucky. Only, they had only been there like a few years, um, so like they were very new. Mm-hmm. So I I just I emailed them and like I uh, um like they I, I sent them a headshot and stuff and like mm-hmm. I I was very persistent and like I called them and I was like, when can we set up a meeting? Blah blah blah. That's good, man. And, and and obviously, like at this point, they weren't like very in Kentucky. Yeah. So like they kind of, I feel like at this point, they just took everyone. Like they had a ton of clients. Yeah. Like They would just take everyone. But and most of the things we were doing were like local commercials or like regional print work, mm-hmm. and like very seldom would like a um, like a film come through or something. Mm-hmm. And if it was, it was like one line. But. So when I was, like, 14 that entire year, like, they took me on, but, like, they had a ton of clients, so I didn't really ever talk to them or, like, go in for anything. Like, I don't think I had one audition at all. And then by the time...
0: How long for a full year?
3: Yeah. By the time I was 15, closing the end of my freshman year, I I kind of, like, felt this, like, urge, like, I wanted to have, like, more friends and, like, do, like, more normal things, Mm -hmm. like have like a normal high school experience and also like a big part of that was was my freshman year my math teacher Mm -hmm. i i i liked my math teacher a lot like i felt like as the year went on like i felt really obsessive like was a male or female it was it was a guy he was 25 and young
0: guy
3: he just he was like the funny teacher like the charming teacher Uh, like, the cool teacher. And I remember I was terrible at math. Like, I failed his class. Mm-hmm. But I remember, like, he always, like, made me feel like the class clown, sort of. Okay. And I got, <laughs> like, a lot of attention in his class. And I think it, it takes, like, a certain type of person to, to pull something out of you sometimes. Yeah. So, like, I remember in other classes, like, I was I was very quiet. But, like, in his class, I just always felt, like... The center of attention. Like, mm-hmm. I got... Like so many like laughs for stuff, but I feel like I'd also put on sort of like a little character.
0: What was the class. character like? Just very
3: like ditzy and ditzy. Very That's like funny. very like ditzy and kind of dumb. Like I'd say dumb things, and and then I, I don't know. Like he, I, like I remember I was failing his class, and like he would always spend like extra time like helping me like figure stuff out, right. and like just like I would hang on to like every like words he would say. And like the more and more like I felt kind of like attached to him, hmm. and then that kind of pulled me away from like everything I wanted to do because I was like, oh my gosh, like what? What does he think is cool? And oh, he okay. uh, he played tennis, which he, I played tennis when I was younger. So hmm. like
0: I got back into it.
3: Yeah, like my entire end of, like, the so- summer going into my sophomore year, like, I was done with acting, like, I didn't care anymore. Wow. And I was taking tennis
0: lessons.
3: <laughs> because I... still sounds
0: pretty normal, though.
3: And I also sort of went to, like, a preppy high school, sort of. Okay. It was public school, but it was, like, a...
0: Like a magnet school? Yeah, yeah. So, I, so you guys had nice things. I, like, my... school did. Yeah, sort of. But there was... It wasn't like like the, my broke ass Catholic high school. Tonight. The public
3: schools in Louisville are weird because, like, they do this this thing called busing, where you can go to any public school in the county. But they started doing this in like the seventies or something. I'm familiar with busing. Oh, okay.
0: I think it's it's something that came out of desegregating schools. Yeah, they take
3: mm-hmm. like no matter what school you're at, you have. I think, like, 45% or 50% are from, like, a, like a low-income neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. no matter... So, even though, like, my school is, like, in this, like, this wealthier end of Louisville and, right. like, sort of, like, preppy, you still had, like, like a... People from lower-income yeah, neighborhoods. because that's, like, how they've done it for a long time. Mm-hmm. But, um, so, like, I remember that summer, like, all I would think about was was this teacher. Like, I wanted to be as... Fr- I don't really know what I wanted. I understand. Um, I wanted... It's just, I was 15. It's not a time
0: that people tend to know what they, like, I'm already, uh, I was, it's already surprising when someone doesn't, knows what they want to do at all in life before they're forced to do it, let alone at a time when they can maybe affect almost no change in thinking that they can do something. Like, that's interesting. Yeah. So, it's not, it's not surprising or weird that you didn't. Fully know, what you but I don't
3: know what do. I wanted from him. Like I was never s- close to my dad, sort of. So yeah. part of me feels like he kind of he was like an authority figure and, and or a father was, figure. It really. was charming, and like maybe I wanted that from him. But I just remember I wanted to be like a part of his life. Right. His wife was also an English teacher at the school. Okay, so. I don't know like and then part of me feels like i wanted i wanted to be him be his wife no be no <laughs> be him like so you like, wanted
0: to be his wife no <laughs> like, you wanted to be him and then i remember
3: yeah i don't know okay. M- maybe it was a mix of a lot of stuff so then uh so then school's back in session uh i spent i was also really like depressed this that is year. sophomore year yeah going going on a sophomore year and, and you i had
0: playing tennis now because i had been taking
3: I had my first job, and I spent all. What was all your of, first job? I worked. At, I was a host at this restaurant called Kingfish.
0: Kingfish, what's that? the fish? A restaurant? Fi- yeah,
3: it's there's like three of them in the okay. local. Okay. I only worked eight hours a week because I was fifteen. Right. Because a lot of places want not hire fifteen year right. old. So like, but I also felt very persistent in that. That's cool. Um, Did so you then I, money I was for
0: anything particular, or just was like a. Big I was
3: family? paying for. Part of it, I would pay for my tennis lessons. Oh, okay. Um, and then I would save the rest. Like I was, really, I've always been really good at saving money. Yeah, man. Um, That's cool. But then, so then school is back. I was also on Accutane at the time because my acne got super, super, super bad.
0: And Accutane, if listeners you don't know, Accutane is a very powerful drug.
3: It used to be a chemotherapy treatment, but they use it oh, for okay. for acne. And uh, it can
0: cause severe depression, right?
3: Yeah, a few people like killed themselves mm. on it, but. And you have to sign, like, these waivers before you go on it. That
0: you won't kill yourself, and if
3: you do, it. And you won't get pregnant if you're a girl, because it'll 100% like birth defects.
0: Oh, 100%.
3: And, like, then there's stuff
0: like... 100% birth defects would be a cool band.
3: Like, the medium side effects, like, that Mm -hmm. possibly can happen, but aren't rare, but aren't common. Right. Or, like, like irritable bowel syndrome and, like, uh, ulcers and, like, liver failure. Okay. Now, I'm liver sure. failure goes into, like, the rare ones, I think.
0: Yeah. But,
3: like, the rare ones are really scary. But then the common ones are, like, your lips bleed, every, like, every day because they're so dry and, like, your nose bleeds. But Jesus Christ. You, but you're on it for, like, five months. But it was, like, the time, like, my was acne was year. so clear at the end. So, yeah, going in the so, sophomore year. You had no year, acne. I did in sophomore year still, like. It was terrible. So was like, said it, so clear, though. At the oh, end still, of the treatment. It was still very it, present. It was going down a lot. Like, it was working a lot. Like, I remember... Just so waking it, up every day and like looking forward to the changes on my
0: face, because of the Accutane.
3: <laughs> yeah, because and like it's like a whole community. Like you Google like past users and like right. what their skin looks like now, and people like document their process, like Man, that's day, rough. progress, like day by day. Yeah. So then so, uh, sophomore year rolls around, and uh, at the end of okay, yeah. So in the summer, like I mm-hmm. bought him a card
0: summer a, a, after freshman year. Yeah.
3: Like, cause I would think about him a lot. Like I bought him this, this card with a, a, um, a walrus on it. Like it was wow. a really cool card. And I wrote him this really long, really long card. Mm-hmm. And cause also like my freshman year, I felt like I was kind of rude to him a lot. Like just cause like he, he tried to be helpful. Like when I was failing math and like, I didn't care. And like, I would, I remember one time we got in like an argument.
0: Well, Why were you that way if, if you felt so strongly about him? Because I
3: didn't start feeling that way towards like the second semester okay, after so you, being in his class for a him. while. Um, and and then my sophomore year, like I, I wasn't in his class anymore because mm-hmm. like he's, I was in a different class. and uh, But I would go and see him in the morning, like before school started.
0: Okay, you get there early.
3: And I gave him my card and like he put it on his wall and he thought it was funny and, uh, then like I would go and, go and, go and see him like maybe three times a week or Can something. Can I ask what the
0: content of the message was? Was it something? It was just like,
3: oh, like, thanks for being, uh, such a great teacher. Like so inspiring. Mm. Uh, I, I, I can't even remember it. It was really long.
0: But you're the best.
3: I uh, I think it was also like, please never forget me. Okay. So there's a hint of, it's a very Connor thing to say. Hint of weird, I guess. Right. Um, but but it wasn't wasn't out of out of the norm because I guess he thought I was kind of weird anyway. Right. But uh, so then I would go and see him, uh, maybe like three times a week, and uh, I would think about him. Like I would hang on to everything he said, and sometimes he would he would be like really irritated with me, and he'd be like, "Go away, Connor! Like I'm not in the mood." And like okay. it, it would it would like destroy my entire day. Mm. So it started this 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 uh, it started going into like he would more than likely, when I would go to his room in the morning, he would tell me to leave. Wow. Just because he was, like, frustrated or, like, irritated. And also, I was probably, like, really, really pushy and, like, just just borderline, like, coming onto the line of, like, uncomfortable. I well,
0: guess. maybe he had also something else going on in his life at the time, too. Right, because there
3: were days where he'd be, like, nice to me. And, okay. like, I would also, like, hang on to those words, like, the entire day. I bet. And then... Um, and then I would also start to like get him gifts like around christmas okay um I got him these really cool chopsticks once <laughs> and uh and he thought they were cool um, but then one time I think it was i I bought him a tie yeah. and I left the price tag on it
0: uh oh and it was fifty dollars that I had spent on this tie that 's a lot of money connor and he especially was, that t- like that <laughs> what, what was that two 2000- thousand 2012 or no, no, 2000. 2012. Yeah. Wow. 2012. So he was like,
3: he's like, you have to take this back. Like, that's, I,
0: that's a lot for a tie. He's like,
3: I can't accept this. And, and I was like, okay. And did uh, you
0: really leave it on there accidentally?
3: I left it on purpose, I think.
0: See, I fucking know you, man. <laughs> I know you. Um, so then he's like, "You haven't oh hit his backside so dead."
3: And I would also another thing. He would drink uh, vitamin water. You did say accidentally at first, and then
0: I did pressed I? you and oh. I said, "Well, I meant I." Actually, I think you did. Maybe you I did. Said, uh, I, the record will show. Let, oh, okay. let the record show <laughs> that something was said. I don't know what. the. But either, okay, either way, sorry. Continue. Mm. So then he made I, you take it back. He drank a lot of vitamin water.
3: Yeah, so he drank vitamin water. So I would start to get him. Like, you know how you uh, like in elementary school, like a kid brings an apple to their teacher and they right. put it on their desk. So I would start to get him vitamin waters, and I would put a post it note on the vitamin water with like a. I would start with an inspirational quote for his day, uh-huh. and then I would write my own little message. And I think he appreciated them for a while. Right. Um, but then there were days where he's just like, you know, he he wasn't into it. Like he didn't care. Like.
0: How do you know he didn't care?
3: Because he would tell me to go away. Oh, when you came there, so it wouldn't even allow you to. Yeah, sometimes to leave it. Uh, yeah. Like, so nope. then, uh, man. So towards the end of sophomore year, mm-hmm. uh, I I start to get this this like like kind of like a pull like back to acting like a like a, a pull a pull like a, a P U L L P-U-L-L. like a gravitational a pull. pull
0: I got pulled back to acting. <laughs>
3: uh, but so then I was just like felt this kind of yearning to like do what I wanted to do again. Mm-hmm. I was like, why am I doing this? Like I what am I getting out of this? Like, yeah. I, like, I, like, it's weird. And like, yeah, I'm obsessive over this. Yeah. And, uh, I, I like kind of recognized it wasn't like a, a good thing. So I, uh, a good
0: thing. It wasn't good to want to be an
3: actor. No, not a good thing to be like obsessed with, this. with the teacher. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so then like there were a couple of months left of my sophomore year. And like, I was very much so like, this is what I want to do. Like, f- why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, little like, So once it it was, it was much easier once it was like summer, like Mm -hmm. I had already made the decision to, to go back to what I wanted to do. And whenever I would do that, like I wouldn't talk to any of my friends. Mm -hmm. Like I would totally just like go off, off the grid. Yeah. Uh, And it was like this weird thing. I felt like I couldn't have both maybe like I couldn't have friends and want to do something. I don't know.
0: I understand that. There's times I've done that and you just don't have time
3: and then so i was still with the agency i signed with because mm. like they never dropped clients because
0: right. it's Ken- who knows It's kentucky and like <laughs> who knows this guy might get a get a big old fish on the hook and they just like <laughs> had so many
3: clients that like kind of keep track of it so then like i got new headshots that summer and and at this point they had grown a little bit more so they had a little the agency or the headshots that's the (laughs) the agency so they had a little bit more stuff coming through so i actually had like my first couple of auditions uh one was for this um one was for this oh okay okay Uh the TV show, the originals, it's a spinoff of the vampire diaries. Got it. And I was shooting in like probably like Georgia or Louisiana or something. Mm -hmm. And it was like one episode, like a cup, not just like one line. It was like a couple of lines. It was actually, it was like a one episode character. Like he was like the, no, like sort of maybe the flashback. He was like the boyfriend of this girl. But I obviously felt like completely like, I I definitely don't think I fit the description at all. Mm-hmm. I barely fit the age I think. I think it was actually like seven, 17 and I was well I was 16. So I guess I was close. Right. But it just felt I felt like awkward sort of and yeah. and and like sort of like an outcast and this was like more attractive like boyfriend of of the beautiful girl, like right. very smooth and uh but but at that time like I didn't think of like oh like I can't do this because yeah. like, I'm not right for it. Like, I was just like, I didn't do anything. Uh, I so I remember the audition sort of like in Louisville, like you, know, it's never like an in-person audition. Like it was always the agency had a, a taping room and like they mm. had readers that, that worked there and they would, they would put you on tape. Yeah. Uh, and I remember asking if I could add in this little extra piece I had thought of mm. And it was a fact, because it was like a period thing, like it was uh, around the time of like the Louisiana Purchase or something. And I had been reading about the Louisiana Purchase. Because of
0: the, because of the audition.
3: Yeah, yeah. And I remember going on tape for it, like never heard anything about it. Um, And then the next thing was this, um, this short film came through and...
0: Wait, so you were just talking about that that experience because that was your first edition? Yeah.
3: Okay. This is like the summer. Uh, right. Yeah. So I'm 16, and and then this one was like a local short film, mm-hmm. but it wasn't necessarily like just any local short film. Right. Like it actually had some. Like, whenever I'd find out about stuff, I'd Google as much as I can about right. the names attached, and and uh, but this was a little bit different because the the director of it had actually produced a few movies that. I would deem like, uh, like like actual movies, because like in what? Louisville, like uh, very much so, like a thing is like there's there's definitely like a local film scene, right? Where they just they film something on like their cams. on their flip phone <laughs> and call it like Louisville would do like the local film scene would do these like Comic Con things.
0: What do you mean Comic Con?
3: Like they would do meet and greets with like their oh, really? like they really like thought. They like, were something, yeah. Like, okay. th- but a lot of it was like horror films with like n- girls naked in it. Like yeah. that was the thing with like fat, creepy old guys directing and it, and
0: like with like sexy young co yeah, going topless and screaming.
3: And there was always terrible quality. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, I, my first thought was like the short film is mm-hmm. is like a Louisville thing. Uh, but the director of it had produced a a movie with Ellen Page. Mm-hmm. From Juno. Yes, I'm familiar with her. And he worked with this director uh, a lot. Like, he would produce her movies, and her name is Lynn Shelton. Okay. And she's done uh, this... Her most recent thing, was, I think, was Laggies with Chloe Moretz and Kira Knightley. And then she did this movie called... uh, I think it's Touchy Feely, I think she did. Which she produced, and it was Ellen Page and someone else and then and then she did this movie called your sister's sister Mm -hmm. with mark duplass and emily Blunt and rosemary dewitt is that how you say her name and this guy produced that movie so i was like okay he's kind of credible uh but this is like his first thing he was directing um but i i kind of like trusted it a little bit and and it was a short film and it was about this teenage boy and he he gets his girlfriend pregnant or something, but he doesn't. You don't find that out until That's the very last scene mm-hmm. is, or something, or I don't know. But it was an in person audition. Like he was there because he lived in Louisville at the time. Right. Um, and I remember there was a character in the movie, like a supporting character, that I I wanted to play. Like I thought that was an interesting character. Like right. he was. It was described as being overweight, and <laughs> and he uh play. he was like heavily into Dungeons and Dragons okay. and he seemed very like I had a lot of thoughts and feelings about him and like I know I didn't fit the description of being overweight but like I wanted to play that character but I read for for the the director was there the mm-hmm. guy the producer or whatever and uh so he had me read for the main character but I told him like oh like I'm also really interested in and in this too and mm-hmm. I know I don't fit the description but I feel like that description is is also like like, it's saying something about that character, which right. can be... You don't have to be fat to be that sort of. I don't know. Um, but he's like, oh, of course. Like, I think we can uh, we can look at you for both and blah, blah, blah. And so I did the audition. I didn't think it went well. Um, and then I got a call back. And then there was a bunch of, like, maybe six or seven others.
0: Oh, that's a big room, baby.
3: Six or seven other boys. like. Oh, I thought
0: you meant six or seven other people in the room. no, Sorry. no. Six or seven <laughs> other
3: boys, like, all going out for this, and, like, the waiting room was a long time. Yeah. And I had never done anything like that before, and I just remember seeing, like, these other boys, and I was like, oh, I like they're so outgoing. Like, one of them is perfect for this. So then I felt, like, really insecure. Then I, um... So I did the callback. I thought it just went okay. Mm-hmm. Like, wasn't too... Didn't feel too great about it. Then I got another callback, and it was down to me and, like, three other boys. Wow. And then he... I, and then I had a meeting with him, okay. just him. And he was like, I want you to play this character.
0: The one that you wanted to play? No, the, oh, the, l- main, the
3: lead role. And right. I was like, I told him, I was like, I, I really love that other character. Like, I don't feel much for this character. Uh-huh. And he was like, I, he was like, I think you could, you could definitely play the other character, but I don't think I have like an actor who can carry it. Got it besides you. And I was like, oh, okay. So, like, I agreed to do it. It's a short film? Yeah. It's like 16 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And um, then I... He cast, like, the girl. And she was, like, 17. Mm -hmm. Or she was, like, 18 and I was 16. And we had a few rehearsals, like, at his house. Mm -hmm. And it was just me and her and him. And I was 16 and, like... I just kind of felt uncomfortable sometimes, sort of. And, like... Frustra- I mean,
0: just in general in life or with just the situation? Just
3: like the situation, just because I had never done anything like that before. Yeah. And he kept having us come back for like rehearsals and like they were just the same things over and over. Yeah. So I would start to get frustrated.
0: I would not like that too.
3: And, and also like it was rolling back around to like the time of school starting Uh-oh. and, and the urge in me to like, cause I had sort of felt frustrated with, with this process. When were they going to st-
0: shoot it? How long? Like, while, like right
3: before school starting. Okay. Um, and I remember feeling sort of frustrated with the process or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then also like the urge to like go back to my school life.
0: Right. And to
3: reconnect be, with my teacher. Friend. Right. Look
0: what I've done all summer. <laughs> and um,
3: so like, and then my parents were fighting a lot. Like they were a few months away from getting divorced.
0: This is, when you say fighting a lot, this was some... Heavy shit.
3: Not super heavy yet. Okay. They were just arguing a lot. Okay. And uh I couldn't drive at the time. So, like, my parents had to take me everywhere.
0: Why couldn't you do You just didn't, weren't interested in learning how to drive? I
3: you had my permit, but I couldn't oh, drive weren't, myself. Oh, you were
0: f- not 16. I was 16.
3: And then, and the night, and like this, the guy, like, looking back on it now, like, I would have, I dropped out the night before. The
0: night before you were supposed to shoot? The night before. Wow. That's bold, man. Why'd you do that? Just because I was a dumb sixteen year old That's not necessarily dumb if you did it, you must have had a I don't had a think reason for it, but i think that i don't think that's dumb I'm just looking at the time on
3: there oh i think Make sure it's recording. that director would have been like a, a good connection i guess, but I don't think you can look at it that way and i i i definitely don't th- i think like his vision for it looking back on it was like an interesting vision. I was just, I had, like, other things on my mind.
0: Like what, besides this, besides school?
3: Just, like, I was kind of uncomfortable in the situation. Like, I did not it made me, like, not want to do acting anymore. Like, I wanted to go back to school. Yeah. And, and I just, like, my parents were fighting. And, like, they had to drive me to and yeah. from. And so then I just decided to not do it. Like, I sent an email. Did they call you, a ton? Before? I turned my phone off in the oh, middle of the night. Like, because I knew that I'd get phone calls. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up, I had, like... 14 missed calls like emails from my agent and they were pissed she dropped me and then I was like whatever like uh, like I I don't really want to do acting anymore so it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter um so then I go into junior year and I have the opportunity to be in my favorite teacher's class again okay um so I and a lot of people were like trying to get switched into his class because he was like a fun teacher I
0: I I think I had some of those so people were going
3: to the counselor, like, trying to get switched in. Right. And a lot of people couldn't. But I went down to the counselor, and I, like, told this story of, like, oh, just, like, I learned so much better in his class. like. Oh, I, so,
0: like, the you, you same, same thing I tell the doctor when I need some ADD medication. Probably. <laughs> and
3: um, she was like, of course, like, I'll switch you in right away. Right. And at, at this point, this is, like, the fourth day into sc- the new school year, I had, I had gone to visit him, like, twice. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, he was, like, uh, he was like neutral, like he was okay talking to me. Like he wasn't mad. Like sometimes he thought it was like funny or whatever. Um, but I had written him this note, which wasn't uncommon because I would a new like one. yeah, I would write him stuff a lot. But I I um I wrote him this note like oh like I really want to be in your class. Like I know I'm like really irritating a lot and like I can be annoying and blah mm-hmm. blah blah. But I just like I love your class so much. Um and so so then the counselor had switched me into his class. Yeah and. The next day, I, it was like second period, but it was when I was going to have his class. But I was in first period, and this girl comes down to my class and brings me a new schedule, and I switched out of his class. And you did, like,
0: or you you were switched. I
3: was switched out. Like so this, someone this, did it. This girl was sent down to bring me a new schedule, like from the like office. You got
0: served a subpoena.
3: And I looked at it, and I was switched out of his class. And I was he like, probably did it, didn't he? I was like, oh, okay, like I like obviously like he doesn't want me in his class. Yeah. Um, So then, at the end of the day, I get called down to the office. Wow, Connor! I had no clue what it was, and it wasn't like the normal office. It was like the special counselors, like two special
0: counselors. Two
3: of them, and I had no clue what I was there for because, like, it just didn't even cross my mind that that's what it was. Yeah, and they're like. I was like, am I in trouble? And they're like, oh my gosh, of course not. Like, oh, never. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> I was like, um, what am I here for? And I saw my note on the table. Yeah. Like, my heart like dropped. And they were like, we're just really worried about you. And I was like, but why? And they're like, just there were some concerning things in this note. And like, like my heart was racing. Cause like, I will be on my heart's racing right now. Cause I thought like. My parents never knew about, like, all of my antics, like... They don't seem to know about a lot of stuff. They never knew about all the things I like, my obsession with his teacher, sort of. Yeah,
0: they didn't and know about
3: it. they had no clue. And, like, I was just worried that he, like, finally decided oh, to do something. Can I ask what it. you said in that note? I, I don't remember all of it. I just remember saying, like, oh, like, I know I'm really annoying and irritating to you sometimes. Yeah. Because I was. Like, he would tell me, like... Right. He would tell me that. And then I, I, I just remember saying, like, I want to be in your class. Like, I love your class. Like I know, I'm not the most enjoyable person to be around. I think you okay. said. So they were like, in my mind, like that was okay to say. They thought you were. They're like, a suicide we're, yeah. They're like, we're just really worried about you. And I was like, why? And they're like, there are just some really concerning things in this note. Mm-hmm. And and she was like, we just want you to know that. Uh, that teacher, he's not mad at you. Like he's just really worried about mm-hmm. you. And I was like, no, he's not. Like in my head, I was like, no, he's mm-hmm. not. Like he hates me sometimes. And and then they're like, we have to call your parents. And I was like, no, please don't. And they're like, they're and they're like the thing I hate about that is like when I was like, oh, like no, please don't. They're like, why? Like now we're worried about your home life. Oh. Like just like they take everything to extreme. So they called my. I was just like, it's just gonna be awkward if you call my parents. Yeah, like, that's um, all I felt. Sound just like. Cause like, I don't know how to explain like two and a half years of my antics. I don't know. Yeah. So they, they called my dad, which was like not the choice I wanted them to call, but call he was the mom. only one available. And, and they just briefly kind of told him something. And then my dad had to go to work and he was picking me up from school. So mm-hmm. he was like in a hurry. And I just remember in the car, like he was just like, took it as me being like dramatic And he was like, this isn't drama class Connor like you can't do stuff like that mm-hmm. and real but he, they didn't really explain much to him really so I was it was kind of okay uh I just we feeling incredibly sad like um just just that like that sounds sad so I stayed in school for like a few more months but my math class was right across the hall from his so I mm-hmm. would see him like every day yeah but I wouldn't dare like go and try and talk to him again. yeah uh but th- two months in I was like, Oh, I think it's been enough time. Like I can say hello. Yeah. So I go in and I'm like, Oh, like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. How are you? And he's like, good. And, and then I started to say something. I was like, I, uh, because he was like athletic or whatever, and I was like, I went for a run the other day and I I couldn't even run a mile. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, that sucks. And he was like, I thought they told you to never come in here ever again.
0: I thought I told you.
3: What he said, I thought you? they told you to never oh, come in here God. ever again, and my like my heart just dropped, and I was like, because I literally never said that. Yeah, they didn't. Um, they were like, and I was like, oh, like they never said that though, and he was like, yeah, they did, and what? and then I was just like, like so like sad and then I, I, just, I just like turn around like okay bye and then I never talked to him again and I left school like a month after
0: what do you mean you left school you dropped out
3: I don't know I, I went to my counselor and and told everyone to do like alternative school
0: what do you mean how, how does that work there's like <laughs> I wish I had done that <laughs> there's like a, hey I want to do an alternative school <laughs> oh sure we're just waiting for you to ask there's a so like in the God, Louisville
3: dear. school system there's a a public school there's All like right. four sites four locations and it's for kids who get suspended mainly okay. they go there but you can also go there if you just want to work at your own pace how'd you know this because I just knew about it the, well actually the reason I knew about it because
0: Sarah did it
3: because Jennifer Lawrence did it
0: I knew it I fucking knew it from research
3: because Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence is from Louisville right and okay. she the pride of Louisville if she had gone to high school she would have gone to the same high school as me got it okay. uh, her brothers went to the same high school mm-hmm. as me um, the Lawrence boys yeah but they're like 15 years older than I am. Therapy
0: no good these Uh, days.
3: But I remember reading when Jennifer was 14, she was in eighth grade, and and my counselor was was the same counselor. Like, she sat down with Jennifer and her mom. Okay. Because I remember me and my counselor would talk about Jennifer Lawrence and, like, movies and stuff, and she, like, really liked her a lot, and she would tell me stories. Like, she was like, oh, like, I remember Jennifer and her mom came in before freshman year, like, before, like, orientation. Mm -hmm. They sat down with me, and her mom was like, oh, like we just got to let Jennifer try this out. Like she's try not going to uh, try acting like they were going to oh, okay. let Jennifer go to New York City for the summer mm-hmm. and, and try acting. And she was like, so we just, you know, we got to let her try this and like mm-hmm. get it off her, off her, her, mind or whatever. And then she'll, she'll come home and, and she'll be ready for freshman year. And she was like, so keep her on the roster. Like don't take her name off the roster. Right. Um, she's going to be home at the end of the summer. And, and then the counselor told me that like, um, Jennifer like had success within that Mm -hmm. summer and she never came back. And she was like, so what we ended up doing was like, she ended up doing like alternative school because you can do it online. And she graduated like two years early. Okay. So that's how I knew about it. And I told her like, I just like, I want to, she and my counselor also knew like what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like I would send my counselor like. Videos that I had made. That's funny. And she'd she like email back and she'd be like, "Oh, this is really intriguing, Connor. Like it reminds me of an episode of Law and Order." I <laughs> oh my me. god! And
0: I'm like, I'm of Law and Order Fairy Tale.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I really liked her a lot though. Like she was like a solid lady. And so then I told her like what I wanted to do, and she's like, oh, "Okay." She was like, "So we can do that." And she so must was, have felt
0: pretty good to to be able to do that.
3: Yeah. To get out of that fucking and shit. And my hole. parents were getting divorced at this point okay. now. Like my mom had cheated on my dad. And not a lot. She did it a lot, A right? lot, yeah. yeah. And and my parents were going through publicly like, this crazy divorce. And um she was like, So you just need to have your parents sign this and bring it back to me. So I I forged my parents' signature.
0: You're fucking crazy. And I, man. I
3: gave it to her, and then I I told my parents wow. about it. And you told uh, me
0: I forged your signature? No, I
3: just told them like, Hey, I'm doing alternative school now. So I'm not going to be going to school. And they
0: didn't like, ask any questions?
3: They were just like, no, if that's what you want to do. Because they were so consumed They were with so the busy divorce. with whatever. Um, but wow. I wasn't in school for like a month because it took a while to get switched into alternative school. Do you actually go someplace? You do. Okay. But I was going to have to start the semester over anyway. Oh, okay. So like, what's the point of going to school, doing work anyway? Yeah, if it's so not gonna, you were
0: home this entire time. Yeah,
3: my dad was like kind of getting concerned. He was like, when are you going to be back in school? Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was an alternative school, like starting the semester over mm-hmm. and they were already like uh, two months into the semester. Yeah. I was 16 and you go to the school for three hours a day. There's three different sessions. You can <gasps> Whoever so you can,
0: invented this is a fucking genius. You can do
3: one session. You have to do <laughs> one session, which is three hours, but you can do as many. There's three of them. You can oh, do okay. all three. So you can go to school for nine hours a day if you want to. Like and then joke. some of your classes are online, so you can do them at home. Yeah. So I would mainly do, Three the, my my three hour morning session and I would stay like an hour and a half for the afternoon session mm-hmm. and most kids would just do the three hours and then I would do stuff at home also so I finished two years of no a year and a half of school in three months nice and I didn't learn anything. <laughs> but- I was.
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You didn't learn anything? Cause you just were sort of like filling out the bubble sheets. And well, stuff. just because you have
3: one, you you have one teacher. Yeah. And they're certified in one subject. Okay. So mine was a science teacher, but she grades everything except math. You go to her room for math because okay. a lot of kids struggle with math. Yeah. And uh, but she grades everything else. So like my English papers, I wouldn't even read the book, and she'd be like, "Oh, this is great!
0: Like this, how, is,
3: this is great work, Connor."
0: How would she think it's great work if you didn't read the book?
3: She would just be like, "Cause I would just like I'd read the." on Wikipedia like I just just a s- summary and I would just give my thoughts and feelings and she was like oh this is really good like this is really intriguing like it's going to be great for your por- portfolio portfolio Cause, cause you'd have to do like a senior portfolio okay. or whatever just like this, this is great and I was like <laughs> oh thank you and and then within like at the end of the year they would bring in like a a certified English teacher to right. go through your portfolio and she was like marking all these mistakes on like my grammar right. But I remember my my teacher once. She was like, "Oh, this is this is really good, but you just you need uh, this is a run on sentence here, so you need okay. to like fix that." And then I remember taking it to the actual English teacher, and she was like, "No, that's wrong." Like, so how come the actual English teacher didn't didn't negate all that stuff? Because she stuff? just comes in at the end of the year.
0: Oh, she can't have time to really yeah to, with fine tooth comb. So then I remember I
3: finished all that. Like I was the f- in the history of this location. I <laughs> finished the most amount of school and the fastest time they've ever had. 'Cause even like though
0: a, you didn't even work that hard, did you?
3: Well, I sort of did. You like I do part. classes at home. But
0: was it something where it was just hard because how because, so? like you can't skip over stuff. Like what do you mean you, you can't?
3: like it's like a, a lot of the classes on the on the computer are like
0: a oh, you have to a module
3: it. and you have to watch the entire video. I get it. But then I would just like Google the answers. Got it. Um and then like some stuff took work, but I just remember being really dis- at this point. I it was very good. I think that that teacher I was obsessed with kind of like pushed me away completely. Yeah, because I, I, I felt you like
0: falling into that.
3: Otherwise, I would have never have let go. Yeah. Um So he kind of like freed me in a way to right. like what I and I obviously knew at this point like there's a, like absolutely no way I can go back. Like mm-hmm. it's it's a, it's done. And so at this point, like I was feeling a lot better. Like I was really happy. Like I knew like what I wanted to do.
0: Well, you were 17 at this point.
3: I'm seven. I just I was 16, turning 17.
0: And you know what? What you wanted to do was get out of that. Get out of school. I wanted, I wanted to go to LA or to New
3: York and I wanted to do movies. And like, so from the time I was 14 mm-hmm. to like 17 is how long it took. And, and then my parents were going through this really nasty divorce. And um, so then I was done with school and I didn't walk in my graduation because like I wouldn't know any of the kids yeah. I was walking with. And they like, so what they do is at the school, they have a cap and a communal cap and gown. They, like, that
0: they set on a funeral pyre out into the lake. No, just
3: whenever someone graduates, they put it on and you walk to like all the different homerooms and they, they sing the song for you. And then they take your picture. And then I went home. Um, and then so I finished school the same same time as my middle brother did. Oh. Like, that's and he's a year older than me. Yeah. And I remember he was kind of mad that like I, I finished the same time as he I did. Bet. Um so then it was just like me and my middle brother uh that year, we're done with school. My oldest brother was living with his girlfriend. We were living with our mom, and my mom and dad were going through this, this crazy Your divorce. dad had
0: moved out at this point? Yeah, to or his parents. You, to his parents. Yeah,
3: like 20 just, minutes away.
0: So, I was at a little...
3: Yeah, and, and my my mom was going through this like weird midlife crisis, mm-hmm. and she was just like... My mom never drank like the entire time knowing her, mm-hmm. and then during this like she was just like an alcoholic now right and like she got a DUI and like went to jail Jesus and then like my dad was like really bitter about everything because he was like still in love with her mm-hmm. and he would like he like hung her mugshot up on the fridge and wow. then they would just have these terrible fights where like all this stuff and 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 then my dad would tell me and my brother about everything my mom did because he would like go through her phone and stuff it's and pretty would, detailed like, tell us about all of her sexual conquests oh. and like in detail and then so like and then um and then at the end of the year my mom died mm-hmm. well me and my brother f- found her in a room naked with foam in her mouth and what time it was it in the morning? it was it was one o'clock the after afternoon it, yeah
0: so you just went in there because you didn't hear from her? Yeah, my, yeah that was probably a pretty traumatic day
3: yeah me yeah. and my brother cried the whole day but that was my favorite year of my entire life
0: You always say that, but I sometimes have I struggle to understand why. Just because it feels so almost magical. Because you graduated. Just like
3: just the the time I spent with my brother was really special to me, Mm -hmm. and we had a dog, and his name was Bailey, right? A white Labrador Retriever with soft chocolate golden brown eyes, Mm -hmm. and he was our best friend.
0: But with your mom, it wasn't that hard though, because it's like. But it was also like. You thought, because she died of a an, uh, brain, angri- brain yeah, aneurysm, Yeah. Right? Yeah, so. But we thought it was, like, a
3: suicide. Because of a lot of things she was going through. Because she, yeah, and she also, like, took a lot of prescription medicine, yeah. and, like, she wasn't sick or anything, so when we found her, we just thought, like, oh, this is, like, what it has to be, like.
0: Is that something that can... Can an aneurysm be exacerbated by that kind of stuff? Uh, like stress and Yeah, and stress medication? or I think stress, yeah.
3: yeah. So. But I don't know. Like, I think you can have an aneurysm your entire life and not know about it until it bursts. Right. And then you have like 48 hours or something.
0: But she didn't... Ha- that didn't happen with her.
3: She so. did. She had like a terrible headache. Okay. And she just like...
0: Went to sleep and that was it. Yeah. And But then what was it like in the time after that?
3: Oh, okay. So also this year... So I was that oh, year. oh oh okay, yeah, yeah. So I was 17, 17 most of that year. Right. And I was done with school mm-hmm. and I was also re-signed by my agent. Right. And in, in Louisville. What was the reasoning for that? Because there was this guy I kept in touch with. He was a photographer. Mm-hmm. Uh his name was uh Chris and he um he would. He was like the the go to photographer in Louisville. He oh. uh, mainly worked with like local models and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he uh, did all of like Jennifer Lawrence's like early stuff. Like yeah. that's who <laughs> that's who she, that's like his big his big thing or whatever. Like he has these really cool photos of of J Lo when she's like fourteen because he uh, she came to him when mm-hmm. she was, like twelve and and wanted to do like acting or modeling stuff and yeah. he. So he thought she was like a great young model, Mm -hmm. like he would say best to have ever seen. And he like set up meetings for her in New York for like uh, modeling agencies, but she eventually went with one that focused on like both modeling and acting. Mm -hmm. And I think she signed with CESD or something.
0: This is terribly interesting. Is it? No, I'm oh. I'm being sarcastic about J Law. Oh, okay. Um, I find, I don't think it's. <laughs> I'm not saying it's bad. I was just trying to give the
3: backstory. I know. So then, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So and I kind of so stayed photographer. In, yeah, I stay in touch with him because he had done my headshot since I was fourteen. Right. So I um, and I knew he kind of had some pull, sort of. Some. P U double, double L, L-L-L. and uh, mm-hmm. so I would. Uh, I still had his phone number, but I hadn't. I was never close to him. Like I'd only really ever met him twice right. or three times when he had done headshots for me, and I felt like I never made a, a huge impression uh-huh. on him because uh, I don't know. And so I would send him these videos that right. I would, I would make on my phone, like just right. little characters I would write, and I would sit in my car. And I would just put it on the dashboard and and do this scene. And I would just send them to him. And he would, he responded and he was like, "I have to say that's pretty impressive." <laughs> and and then he at this point like knew like th- what I had done and like I wasn't in, involved with 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 the agency anymore because mm-hmm. he like worked for them and stuff. But uh, kind of like on the side, like he wasn't I get it. I always involved. About. Um, So then like I would just keep sending him stuff and for for a while he wouldn't respond and then then he finally like came out and like kind of had this kind of big argument sort of thing like uh he was like what you did was like incredibly unprofessional
0: when you when you quit the short film
3: yeah and (laughs) and and you burned a lot of bridges like how old were you then I was 16 and at this point I'm 17 he's like you you burned a lot of bridges and like he, he, like he's like you're, but he's like you're incredibly. I think you're incredibly uh, talented, <laughs> and and incredibly intriguing. And he was like, oh, I hate saying this.
0: Just of- say it. What if it's I not- Look
3: at you. I don't think it's true though. He's like one of on. He's like one of the best I've ever seen. And I like I know. Oh, that's so dumb. Uh, so I then. So then he was like. Uh, he like he mended things with like the the head agent and he was like uh i want you she wants you to call her Mm -hmm. and like apologize jesus so i was like shaking but i i called her and like like apologized to her and stuff again this
0: is crazy it's all these adults
3: and i was 17 yeah 17 and and uh and and then they took me back and like things were okay and i uh i i didn't like book anything Mm-hmm. for a year but then again it's like they don't have a ton of connections so like you're only auditioning for stuff maybe every two months and then when you are auditioning for stuff it's not necessarily right for you right so it's like harder and then then uh so when i turned i started to, they started to pick up a lot more like i started to have some auditions that i was actually excited about for, and they just so like this came. is
0: all in the months after your mother's death
3: uh no my mom is still alive at this okay. point. like i was 17 um and and then and then my mom died, and uh, and then after that, I um, had an audition for the movie 20th Century Women for the lead role, and I don't and know, I don't know how that them. one came across. I think it was through like a weird connection they had somehow. Right. But I was super excited about that, and then like I, they started like they they've they've grown a
0: whole lot in the region, and <laughs> you sound like a fucking magazine. Man. Why? And I was asking you about the real life stuff that was going on after your. Oh, but 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 I, I was just trying to fill in. Okay. Um, um, so so then so then on, um, on track.
3: my booked my first role, which was playing. It was a very tiny role in this movie with Adam Scott and okay. Jenny Slate, uh, and Nick Kroll, playing a boy with autism. Okay. And I was just there for one day in Cleveland, Ohio. And I was eighteen. I had just turned eighteen, and I just had this one scene where I I come into this restaurant with my mother and. I'm kind of causing a disruption and Adam Scott is blind and he's like can you please shut the fuck up like I'm trying to have dinner Mm -hmm. and Jenny Slate's like Robbie he's disabled and that was my scene um but I was Uh, super excited to be there and then um
0: this is your 17 year old year
3: I just turned 18 okay so my mom had already died like two months before right and but so uh, I just I'm curious though because
0: you know, that's a big thing. What? Having your mother die. Well, it's yeah. A, a hard thing. I know you keep you always say it's your best year, but that's like a, it's not a small thing. Ooh, and also before this, like when my mom was still alive that year,
3: around November, uh, I heard about these things like casting director workshops, which right. like I hear they're kind of like I, I was kind of like aware of like w- like uh what was a, s- a scam right cuz in Louisville there used to be like in the malls like looking for like uh yeah. fresh faces blah blah and like I knew that was a, bucks, I knew that admit. was a scam and stuff um but then I I heard about these like casting director workshops mm-hmm. in like New York and I would I googled all these casting directors on there like Real credible like casting directors like credited on like movies that I really liked, right? Um, and you saw the pay for them, but I was like, well, like I think it's a way to couldn't uh, hate. yeah. And so me and my mom in November, three months before she died, I I signed up for just one. Actually, it was like because they would also do like agent seminars with right. like. Uh, so me and my mom, like I. My mom was, like, terrible with money, and she didn't make a lot of money, so she never had any money. Mm-hmm. So, like, in November, I told my mom, will you come to New York with me? Like, mm-hmm. I want to go to this this thing I signed up for. Right. And uh, she couldn't pay for it, so I paid for everything, just because I was good at saving money. Because you
0: saved money from all your jobs.
3: I, yeah, I worked at a movie theater at the time. And so I rented a car cause like my mom's car wasn't in great condition mm-hmm. to drive to New York city. And then my car was a 1992 Honda Accord with mm-hmm. 200,000 miles on it. So is a, oh,
0: your car your didn't car trust you, it either. Yeah.
3: So I rented, a, we rent I rented a car and, and then we, me and my mom drove to New Jersey mm-hmm. and stayed in a hotel and took the bus to New York city and spent the entire, it was freezing cold also. Right. And, And my my workshop thing wasn't until, like, 7 p.m. in the evening.
0: What time did you get there?
3: We left, like, it was, like, Newark, New Jersey. yeah. And took the bus at, like, um, noon Uh to, like, like 46th Street or something. Like, Times Square area. And me and my mom had never been to New York City, and, like, it was so cold. But we thought we would, like, do a little exploring. Mm -hmm. But, like it was so cold and like, I didn't know how to take the subway and my mom wasn't too good at stuff like that Mm -hmm. either. Like my dad was always like good at stuff like that. Um, so we just kind of, it was so cold and, and we just ended up sitting in a McDonald's for five hours until it was time to walk over to the workshop place. And, um, yeah, we sat there for five hours. It was like a two-story McDonald's.
0: Did you guys talk about yeah, all kinds just, of stuff?
3: Yeah, we just, we, we ate some, some food. This is uh, after your mom
0: had been divorced? Yeah. after the they,
3: divorce. The divorce was finally like two months before this.
0: And this is when she was still on sort of the throes of
3: being... Yeah, but she was all, she was, she just met this guy that she, she this, she ended up dating before She's she died. a lot still. Yeah, but it kind of slowed down a little bit okay. just because it had kind of gotten old to her a little okay. bit, but... So me and her just like sat there for five hours and just talked. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember taking pictures of her because she wanted to send them to this guy. Wow. And and then um, I remember drawing on a McDonald's bag for a long time. I think mm-hmm. I still have it. And I think I still have the receipt from that day. Got it. Because they're like memories. Yeah. And then um, And then we went to my little workshop thing. And it was for an agent at Abrams. Are you familiar with I'm Abrams? I'm familiar with, I've heard of Abrams. In New York City. And like, it was literally five minutes, like mm-hmm. with him. And I did a scene for him. That's a workshop. It's like a seminar. Like he did a seminar. How much did you
0: have to pay for that? So it was only like
3: $35. That's
0: not bad. Okay. <laughs> but I thought I was going to kinda, 30, 30, uh, $350. It feels
3: kind of dumb, though, to, to go to New York for $35. I guess. Like I mean, one, it's an
0: experience, right? Yeah, but so
3: so then, um, I he di- he talked for like twenty minutes, and mm-hmm. then you you would go in with him and do a scene for him, and that was like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I I I did my scene. I was like bye, and he was like oh no no sit down sit down, and then he was like I he's like I I think I think you're good, mm-hmm. and he was like y- you have you thought of and he was like how old are you like fifteen and I was like no seventeen, and he was like have you thought about uh. Like going to, to to college for this, mm-hmm. and I was like, uh, no, not really. And he was like, he was like, I really think you should. He was like, I I, I like I'm. I'm he was like, I, I really think you would have a chance at like NYU or Juilliard. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of excited that he said that, but maybe he was just saying that. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I don't think he probably. Why would he just say that? I, mean, I don't know. What does he have to gain?
3: So I I I felt kind of like happy leaving there. Right. Like. Obviously like I followed up with him but I had like no credits at the time and like yeah. I didn't tell him that I actually I did tell him I lived in Kentucky. But he but was a
0: casting director. He was an agent. Oh, an agent.
3: But I was also planning on not telling him that I lived in Kentucky cuz I wanted to see if he'd actually like be interested. Right. But like he wasn't. And and then me and my mom uh drove home that night, mm-hmm. which was like 12 hours, 13 hours. Oof. We took turns. And then um and then I I decided to go to another workshop, a mm-hmm. casting director workshop this time, two weeks later. So it was in December. Got it. But I was like, it's too much of a, a drive. Like that was too stressful. Like I remember we got kind of like turned around at one point and I got really nervous and I was like really afraid. Did you
0: say two months later or two weeks later? Two weeks later. Two weeks. Later. Two weeks
3: later. So this time I decided to fly. And like I had never ever been on a plane before.
0: To New York. Fly to New yeah. York for a casting director workshop.
3: Yeah. So I had already bought my ticket by the time we went to the first one, mm-hmm. like we drove, and I had already paid for the workshop. Um, How much did you pay? This one was like an 80, 85 Ooh, or something. okay. But my plane ticket was like 300 round trip. Shit. Uh, but honestly, that was cheaper than like driving and stuff. Yeah. And I Easier. didn't, I didn't, yeah. I was afraid though, going by myself, because I, I was like 17 and like New York, My the last time being there was like really scary to me, just because like my mom like wasn't, just like wasn't like good at stuff like that. Like it was always like my dad that was sort of like the one I felt kind of safe with yeah. just cause like I knew he was sm- like really smart and like, um, so, so I go and like, I'm on the plane and like, I'm really afraid cause it was like, I was like, there's no training back now. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't staying in a hotel either. Like I booked a five in the morning flight mm-hmm. cause I was worried about my flight getting delayed and then missing it. Right. So I booked the earliest flight. It was five in the morning and I got there at like noon because it goes to the flights always from Louisville go to like Charlotte, North Carolina, got it. and then you fly to New York. And I got there at like noon or eleven, and my my workshop wasn't till seven or eight at night, mm-hmm. and it was still cold in New York, so I had a a ton of ton of coats, and I um I was planning on taking like the air train from JFK to mm-hmm. the subway and to to Times Square. And then the workshop is just like a couple blocks away from that because it's like in Hell's Kitchen or whatever, I think. Yeah. And then I I was kind of nervous about that. So I was, these two ladies I was sitting next to on the plane, I was I was like, um, do you, do you guys know how to take the subway? And uh, they're like, um, well, yeah, it's um, it's uh, might be confusing if you've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Going taking the air train to uh the subway station and then going to Times square or whatever and um they were like well they were like where are you going and I, I told them like Times square and they're like oh uh why don't you just share a cab with us cool and so i did and there's like these two ladies like 45 50 and they uh they they paid for the cab mm-hmm. and then when we parted ways they gave me 20 bucks
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> and and then i uh was kind of still like afraid of New York, so I didn't. It was cold, but I saw so I, I went to the same McDonald's that, that I went to with how, my mom. How many hours is this time? About the same, okay. a little less because I did walk around a little bit more. Yeah. And f- I actually, like two hours later, ran into the same ladies again. Oh, that's funny. I know. And they're like, Oh, are you okay? And I was like, Yes. And uh, they're like, How and and uh, so I was gonna go to my workshop. Um, it's over, like, the mm-hmm. workshop's over at like 10. And then I was gonna go have like a late dinner somewhere, and then take a cab back to JFK and wait till five in the morning to fly out. Man, so I did that, and I thought this this casting director workshop was was okay. Like you had to do your scene in front of the class, mm-hmm. like the group, and I was really nervous. Right. But they gave you a scene, like you didn't know your scene until you got there. Okay, so it was like a cold like read, a real audition. Yeah. and and uh, my scene. I was, like, the youngest in the group, and mine was... She gave me one from a Joaquin Phoenix movie, so I was mm-hmm. kind of excited. Um, and But I don't think I did too well with it, but I don't know. Um, and then I... So I went back to JFK at, like, midnight, mm-hmm. and or, like, 11 o'clock, and sat there till 5 a.m. And I was really tired, because I had been up since 3 a.m. the day before. Right. And then I came home, and then... And then I signed up to do two more in January. So I was spending quite a bit of okay, money but on this. this time. Where,
0: at what point? And mm-hmm. your mom is still...
3: My mom is still alive at okay. this point. So I signed up to do one January 15th. Okay. and And that was a casting director workshop. And then January 30th was like a f- five New York agents um, and a casting director. Got it. And... Um, I bought my plane tickets for those and paid for the workshops. So you did them, you did, did, you go or not? Um, so I was, my mom died January 14th. Okay. So I didn't go to the one on the 15th, mm-hmm. but like I already paid for it and stuff. So I couldn't get refunds on anything. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks later I ended up going for the one January 30th.
0: How'd that feel though? Cause it was a weird time, right? Yeah. Did I remember it help to have something to do because of what you were dealing with.
3: it was, I was, well, I, I didn't want to like miss it cause I already paid for it and right. stuff and I already missed one. And, um, like, but I remember this was like a bigger group. There was like maybe 25 people in there and right. a bigger room and I was sat in the very back mm-hmm. and you had to watch everyone else go. So like yeah. it was a long time and I remember sitting in the back of the class and just crying Oh man! like at one point That's and heavy. trying to hide it. And then I did my scene and I thought it went Pretty well. I actually have videos from all. Was it of these. a dramatic scene? It was from the play Orphans. Okay. That was kind of like my go-to scene because I I just remembered it and I liked it, and uh, and uh, uh, one of the, uh, the the one of the casting directors gave me this this compliment that I really liked, and one of the agents did too. Like it was my favorite compliment I had ever received. But maybe she was just saying that though. But then again, like the other people, they didn't just.
0: Yeah, they people, would say, people always just say things that are really specific, yeah. just to say them and not mean it whatsoever. Yeah, I mean sarcastic,
3: and and that's what I I was just, I would always try and never take it too much to the heart because like, I always thought there was the chance they were just saying it to be nice or courteous.
0: Well, I don't think that's the truth. But I then I the case.
3: but then like also. I remember, because you got to watch everyone else go, and like right. they didn't always, sometimes I would give them negative feedback. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so maybe it is real. But the compliment she gave me was she, she was the first one to give, like there was five of them, and they all right. would give their feedback, so she was the first one to go, and and uh, she was kind of talking slow, and I didn't know if it was going to go good or bad, what right. she was going to say. She said, I I don't know if it's, Uh, if it's you or if it's just, if it's just your youth. But whenever I watch you, I, I don't, I don't feel like I'm watching someone act. I just feel like I'm, I'm watching a person who's, who's there like and available. And she was like, and I, I also think that you just naturally have this vulnerability about you that can't be generated. And that was like my favorite thing i would ever heard. Cause my number one word that I associate with, with acting it is, is vulnerable.
0: Hey, yeah. that's what, would that start your obsession with vulnerability?
3: I had already been obsessed okay. with vulnerability. Like Got that's it. why I was so excited about what she said. Cause like, that's that's my fi- my favorite thing is like vulnerable people and like right. vulnerable situations. That's why I, I like so many of Lars von Trier's movies. You're a pretty
0: vulnerable guy, you think?
3: Uh, I don't like to... To.
0: But do you think you are or do you think you act that way? I don't think so. You don't think so at all? No. I kind of think you do. Do you think so? Yeah, and I think you cultivate that. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't cultivate it completely, at least is in part, right? Don't you think? I don't know. Oh, I think you do. I think <laughs> nothing wrong with that though. <laughs> am I vulnerable or am I not? What do you think?
3: I don't know. I don't like to
0: cast to make, aspersions.
3: I don't like to 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 like uh to, to make a judgment to pin things on people or to pin them on myself especially. Like I I never like to to make a decision about myself unless But I like, think
0: it's a, you're not making a decision, you're just sort of uh having a I don't like to have an opinion of myself,
3: I guess, unless it's a negative opinion. <laughs>
0: So that's well this is um,
3: but so then I I remember going to the same McDonald's that I went to with my mom and I remember revisiting like all the places I had been that time in New York right. with my mom and it felt really like just like I felt like I could like feel her in those places cuz I remember I visited like the bus station and there's like mm-hmm. this really dirty I think it's the port authority yeah uh, that's it's called the port authority I think it's what's cuz it. we took the bus back to New Jersey yeah. that night. And I remember we were so worried and like confused about getting back to the hotel. Cause like I just remember the place was really like dirty and like run down and like all the, the tellers are like really mean and like they've had it with everyone. Yeah. And I just remember standing in there and just like, just like s- sitting for a minute. And then I went to the same McDonald's and like, I, there's a lot of like McDonald's and mid like Midtown and I was worried I couldn't find it cuz I never like had the address of it or never really yeah. took note of like the 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 like the streets, mm-hmm. the, like cross streets. But I had this picture cuz it was a two-story McDonald's and we were on the second floor is where we sat and there's a window on the staircase and I took a picture of like the buildings outside and you can see the street is like 7th and and Fashion Avenue or right. something cuz I think I, but I think do the avenues like this, the avenues go this ver- avenues in north south and then streets and then are east west streets are that. Mm-hmm. but I think sometimes like an avenue will be given like another name like a nickname like it. Avenue
0: of the Americas yeah Fifth, so I think this is like sixth the, avenue, the, the
3: fashion district so it's yeah. also like fashion avenue but it's really 7th avenue or okay. whatever I don't know so that, <laughs> that's how I, that's how. and I saw that in the picture so like right. that's how I'd find it each time okay. and then I went back there and sat there for a while then I, I did my routine of, of going back to JFK mm-hmm. and waiting to go home. And every time I did this, I was like, I'm never doing this again because like, it's, it's the hard. most miserable time in JFK sitting there
0: because yeah.
3: I'm so tired. But I kept doing it. And also, I couldn't really get a ho- – I don't think I could get a hotel room because I was 17, and I think. I don't know. I'm sure there's ways around that. but It I was,
0: sounds like something that – yeah.
3: I wasn't too knowledgeable, though, about it. And then um, – and then i just kind of like came home and i was living with my dad and my brother moved in with my grandpa and i was doing a few more auditions like with the agency i was with mm-hmm. and uh and then i decided to go to la for a week for another workshop Got thing it. a week full of workshops um and i had never been to the west coast That's at all a big deal. before So like I, and I was going on March, like right as I turned 18. And, uh, so you stayed, I got to stay in a hotel Mm. this time, but I remember, so like the week full of workshops were like $600 and then the plane ticket, my round trip was like 500 Damn. and then the hotel was like 500 cause you could also with the group, you could have a roommate in your hotel room, Mm. which I did cause it was cheaper. And so I did that and I remember it was like a group of 20 and we all became like such close friends. That's cool, and I really enjoyed it a lot. I was in uh, the Hilton Hotel off Ventura in Studio City, and that's actually where I live right now. Like, I can see that hotel from my apartment.
0: Hilt, what's it? What's the address? Hilton Ventura. It's next to the NBC building. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So, like, it's so weird that when I finally moved to LA, I live literally less than a, a mile away from that place. So it feels familiar to me. Do you mind um, if we
0: adjourn, Connor? What? Because I feel like we could keep talking for a long time. Oh. But we can't talk forever. Okay. But we can always talk again. Okay. Were well, you about to say something you think that is important or no? Um, about to talk about your first big job?
3: Yeah, maybe. Okay, go ahead.
0: Go finish. We'll finish that and then we'll wrap it up.
3: Okay. okay. Um, so after the Adam Scott thing, this is... The Adam Scott thing was like t- t- two months after LA. Right. And, and, then, and then two months after that, uh, I, I sort of booked my first bigger job i guess which was the hbo show vice principals right and And that's uh, gonna air soon right but they did season one and season two like back to back it's like a mini series and then they're done so i'm in season two though but they're filming it straight through and um and my character's name was robin chandrell and they dyed my hair black for it and gave me, like, fake piercings, and he lives in the trailer park with his alcoholic mother and no father, and he takes care of his grandpa. And uh, it was David Gordon Green directing mm-hmm. it, and I remember it was, like, the biggest thing my agency have ever booked. What? So then I was, like... That's cool for you and them. <laughs> they're they're number one, and yeah. she was so nice to me all the time. And then, so I was in Charleston, South Carolina, and I was back and forth for, like, three months. It, this, so, like, I'd be there for, like... Three weeks and then they'd fly me home and then bring me back. Um and and I just remember it was the best time of my life. And and, you, and then David became uh such a great friend.
0: Mm-hmm. He's great I don't never met him, but he everything you say about him and all of his work uh speaks for him.
3: And he's so. really nice. And oh, I guess I can't say that. But I didn't tell you my favorite scene that we shot, but I guess I oh, can't. Oh yeah.
0: Well people will see it soon. Mm. We we'll, have, we'll record another one of these because we're going to be here for another about two months, aren't we? Yeah. God, it's, it's, it's daunting. Well, We just pretty much got the McVicar Life story, didn't we? But
3: but not all of it.
0: Well, obviously not all of it, but we got a good piece of it, right? I guess so. Are there things you remember that you've missed out that you forgot to say that we can say next time? Okay. Just Can you make a note of that? Yes. Okay. Are there the interesting things you think?
3: I, think? I think so, maybe. Okay,
0: we'll talk about those on the next time that we chat here on South Africa Cape Town. Town of Cape. Town of Cape, where it's windy as all motherfucking hell. Sabs. And sometimes Sabs happens, which stands for South African bullshit. Yeah. When things happen that are basically inaction as opposed to action. <laughs> In an event. Ugh. It's weird to be complaining about... <laughs> Okay, thanks for listening. This has been Connor McVicker and Johnny Pemberton talking. There'll probably be a little more piece to this, but but this is this concludes the conversational uh, aspect of this episode of Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. Connor, is <laughs> anything else you want to say besides slurping? Uh, no. You want to direct people towards your Instagram, which may be deleted? Uh. Or you want to direct people towards your something? Mm, Watch Vice Principal season two. Sure. Okay. And um when i find out the name of that all the people who have been shitty to you we'll direct the, we'll, we'll direct fans of the podcast to bombard them with threats <laughs> bye Bye. All right. finishing things off here with more music from Witch, the band from Zambia, from 1973 off their album Introduction. This is a song called Hometown. Enjoy it. Thanks for listening to live to tape with Johnny Pemberton. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you can, and if you want, use our Amazon portal at feralaudio.com. She'll love you well.